and we are rolling live. It's a beautiful afternoon in East Honolulu. Welcome to the show. This is Keola Khan. I'm looking outside and I'm looking at some beautiful palm trees. We're so lucky to be here in this place, Hawaii. East Honolulu, actually, people don't really want to say this, but we're actually in Waimanalo. Uh, right? That we are. You know, some people say Hawaii Kai, but really it's Waimanalo. Well, welcome, folks, wherever you're tuning in from. You may be in London or New Zealand or China, Wuhan with a mask on. <laughs> or right down the street in Waimanalo listening to us. I'm Kiola Akana. We're here tuning into the brand new show called The Subject Hawaii Songs and Stories of Hawaii with Auntie Vicky Hollinger and Kavika Maguire. How are you folks doing today? We just maikai as can be. We just uh, poured oh yeah, up. <sighs> this is a perfect afternoon. We got some cocktails here. We're talking story. We got some great music going to happen. Right? Yeah. How's everything? So w- the thing that people want to know as they're tuning in is what is Nostalgic Hawaii? And we got the stars of our show, Auntie Vicky and, and Kovika. Let me hear from you guys. What is, the, what is the reason for this show? I'll defer to, you know, Ma. Go ahead. Oh, well, the nostalgia is that because most of the Hawaiian music that we play mm-hmm. um, is older music, not so modern, and um, we'd like to perform the music, but we'd also like to tell everyone a little bit about the songs, what they mean, how they came to be, etc. I'm always amazed, Auntie Vicky, and how, you know, when you talk about older music, how it's almost like... Mozart, you know, those songs were written 300 years ago and people still listen to them as if they're on the top 40s, right? You have concerts and people continuing to listen to that type of music. So same with Hawaiian music of the the, the nostalgic era. Um, people still love them. They still listen to them and they're just a part of the fabric of, of Hawaiian music. Yeah? Absolutely. And, and, ab- and actually, a lot of the younger musicians are still re-recording those songs yeah that's so, so true like kill hole is a mm-hmm. is a one that has done a great yeah. job what about you kovico why uh, what's the what's the fabric of this show well the fabric of this show is um kind of just as mom was saying that we play what we would label traditional hawaiian music right uh for me that was the music that we heard growing up with uh kccn AM 1420 back in the day yes uh that's uh where we would hear our mele hawaii um, but also for me, it was growing up with it because so many of our friends and family uh, would come over to the house and they're musicians themselves. And so, you know, for us, Hawaiian music was always a part of our, our lives. And, you know, it's also in my DNA is my grandmother was a traditional Hawaiian musician. Wow. Uh, played uh, with Uncle Johnny Almeida. Wow. As well as others. But That's also awesome. my mother played with uh, many of our well-known musicians. Uh, Auntie Alice Fredlin of the Halikulani Girls. And, um, you know, myself, I grew up also seeing and learning all of this. And it just kind of became part of the fabric of my life nice and um you know so for me when i think of of the word nostalgic it also brings up this idea of nahi nahi which is a hawaiian word which means pleasant sounding to the ear oh beautiful and you know for me growing up it really was almost like a nursery music because yeah. literally i mean 
being in my mother's opu, right? And so, you know, right, it's kind of like heard. I heard it before I was even <laughs> into this world. You're playing ukulele as you were born, right? Uh, oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Singing in the KSC. Yeah. Um, for those of you who are tuning in that are not familiar with um, you know, the, the the music scene as far as the AM radio, he's talking about KCCN. That was 1420 AM. Yep, back in the day. And that was the Sky Honolulu Skylark, mm-hmm. I remember. And I remember them always giving the time, you know, in Hawaiian back then. Uh, it was the classic poo, hearing that poo on the, on the radio. Awesome. So you guys grew up with that. So when you when you're when we have a radio show like this or a podcast like this, who who are we speaking to? Like, who do you want to reach out to and really touch? I want us to be able to reach people because people the world over love Hawaiian music. Yes. And, you know, nowadays, my goodness, every city across the United States certainly has Kanikapila groups. Yeah. I mean, every community, it seems, has Kanikapila and ukulele lessons. Yeah. And, of course, our brother is who took his ukulele and that beautiful voice of his around the world with his Over the Rainbow. And I just want to be able to reach some of those people out there nice. and share our music and our mana'o, our knowledge, our ike. You know, it's so funny, Auntie, you bring up is his birthday just passed. Did you guys see that on Google? On Google? Yeah. yeah I that's mean, pretty that cool. was pretty amazing. I know, when you figure that's worldwide, <laughs> it's right? Worldwide. Yeah. So, and you know, for, for folks in Hawaii, we, we are, you know, we're in Hawaii time where the East Coast always hits the next day. So they actually had it, you know, early on for us the day before. Because it had already turned, um, you know, the 12 o'clock hour had already reached his birthday in New York and so on. But I was so amazed to see it pop up on my Google browser. And then, you know, I think the next day or the day before, we lost Uncle Willie K. So it was kind of a remembrance and a kind of a, a, a special day to have those two uh, musicians kind of departing and, and remembered on the same during the same time, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Right. How about you, Kovika? Who do you want to speak to with this this show? Well, I think one of the things that Mom shared was this idea that sharing music with the world from the perspective of uh, entertainers is, of course, that we always love to have live audiences. I mean, that's one of the things that yeah that growing up, you know, being an entertainer, you cannot you cannot entertain if you don't have an audience. And one of the things over the years that we saw was a, a really diminishing of the presence of Hawaiian music and traditional Hawaiian music. Yeah in uh, areas like Waikiki because, mm-hmm. um, you know, things came along like karaoke and right. and uh, live music kind of disappeared for a while, but it's making a comeback. And, you know, one of the things we'd like to share is 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 the idea that mele and I'd like to share is it's a living history. Mm. You know, it's not something that is, is something we kind of just do. You have to bring life to it, you know, and you mm-hmm. have to share the life that's in it, but have it be part of your life as well. And I think that any entertainer and anyone who d- performs a song, that's that's you know, that's just part of performance, you know, the ABCs of performance. You have to have it be a part of you. But more importantly, you know, in Hawaiian music it also carries on that tradition of mo'olelo, this storytelling. And you know, in in many of our Hawaiian songs, there's stories uh, to be discovered. And one of the things that it did for me as far as Hawaiian music was concerned was that, you know, growing up, I didn't speak our traditional language, our Olalo Hawaii, our Hawaiian language. Um, 
it was uh, my great-grandparents on both sides that were the last native speakers in our families on both my mother's and father's side. But, you know, when I started taking Hawaiian language in um, high school at uh, Kamehameha, uh, one of the things that astounded me was that as I learned vocabulary, songs kept coming back to me because that was the way that I connected to our Hawaiian culture was through Hawaiian music. So the music gave you an introduction into the actual language. Yes. And so you, you learned that as your sort of your your pre-language uh, lessons. Yes. And then went into your formal training. Beautiful. You know, um, you talked about performing in Waikiki and how that's kind of changed and, and disappeared. Your family's been performing throughout the years in Waikiki, right? Tell us a little bit about the history of of just the performing aspect. And, and you mentioned some of the names. I know. I'm going to share about my mother. And my mom was Alice Hollinger. Everybody called her Dutchie because when she was, you know, our Haole side, our German side, uh-huh. mommy, mommy had blonde, blonde hair. Wow. So they called her the Dutchman. <laughs> and so Auntie Dutchie. So she was the one who, from whom I get my music and Kavika. Um, and so when it was during the war years and mommy did entertain with Uncle Johnny Alameda, and the Hotel Street area, downtown, and we lived out on the leeward side. We were up in Aiea Heights, and during the war, only one car. So Daddy would drive Mommy all the way into Honolulu Town. She'd entertain for three or four hours with Uncle Johnny, then he'd come and he'd pick her up again. Yeah, and so Uncle Johnny was a fabulous composer and a wonderful musician. So it was her honor to play with him, and... It's my honor to be able to even tell that story. Right. Where was he from? Johnny Alameda. Was I, he from Pa'oa? Where is he, where is I'm he from? not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. But I do know it was O'ahu. Wow. What a, what a rich story. So your, your mother, she was sort of the, the one that started this whole tradition of music in your family? You know, yes, she was. She was because when I think back, I mean, I don't know who all her ancestors were, but like my grandma and my grandpa... They were not musicians. Mm, so it okay. really kind of started with my mother. Gotcha, yes. gotcha. And then you guys performed all over town. I know you guys are working musicians, and I can appreciate the working musicians because, folks, it may seem like a glamorous job. You're at the luau or at the wedding, and someone's performing, but, man, it takes a lot of work to move from party to party, set up, break down, and do it all over again, especially when other people are having a great time and you got to be up there and watching everybody eat. <laughs> Kavika, what about you? You've been performing a lot. Well, and you know, as as my mom was sharing, and it's kind of interesting, is, is what we're trying to do here is um, connect the, the, the living history that's still contained with us because we're still here. Yes. Um, you know, and we're just bringing these stories alive from those that have gone on. Right. And so, you know, getting back to my grandmother, she was always one who would label herself as the black sheep, right, of the family. She was the, you know, the kolohe crew kind of, the kolohe, of course, in Hawaiian is a word that means mischievous. And But um, she kind of always went her own path. And so one of the things of sharing our music from, from Hawaii is the idea of also sharing these stories. And that's something that, as a storyteller, all musicians do. Yes. We all tell stories with the, the songs that we perform and one of the things sometimes, though, about Hawaiian music that can be lost is the opportunity to share those mo'olelo. Because in performing at luau or in venues, 
like at a hotel, you know, you don't have the same intimacy as you as actually there used to be. You know, growing up, I remember hearing stories of Don Ho. Everybody knows Mr. Tiny Bubbles, Don Ho. Um, I was told stories of him, you know, coming to do his show after he'd just gotten out of swimming at the, at the beach and then come and sit behind <laughs> his piano and do the show. Um, but, you know, mom pointed, out, yeah, mom pointed <laughs> out that, you know, my grandmother used to perform in downtown. Well, that's where the happening scene was back in the 1940s. Mm. It was in downtown Honolulu. Because and, of all the armed and forces, not just guys. The, and oh, not just the armed gotcha. forces, but that's where everyone went. I mean, Waikiki was not then what it is now. Gotcha. But, you know, growing up in, in, in the entertainment um environment you know i got to experience something that was very different than what people coming to hawaii experienced right and i know that you know several years back mom and i were um performing at a at a hotel venue and on more than one occasion we had people come up to us and just thank us because as mom said we only do traditional hawaiian music gotcha and they would say to us you know this is the kind of music for which we had been searching. Right. You know, we, we couldn't find this. And we're kind of dinosaurs in that way and that that's all we do. But, you know, again, it's the opportunity to share some of these these nuances of these melee, the stories that are there, you know, that, yeah. that I got to experience and I was so lucky to do so that, you know, we want to be able to pass on to other people right, as well. Right. well I, f- I find it's so interesting because you can get jazz or classical or any of those musics throughout the world you know you can go to chicago and find some great jazz music or you know go to la for that matter but here is the only place you find hawaiian music it's still living so um we're lucky to have you guys to share with the rest of the world all those experiences because it's not like you've been just playing been playing for the last you know couple of years it's it's a long history of it right so and you know killer we're not yes. the only ones that play hawaiian music i mean there are a lot of wonderful people that play hawaiian music around the world uh, there's a lot of people who have moved away from Hawaii, and that's one of the real polarizing ways. And sorry, gang, that's our little, you know, Mokukai color <laughs> motorcycles blazing down the street, being in the background. But, um, you know, we just wanted to share what, what we know. Yes. And, um, and that's really kind of just those experiences, like I said, with which I grew up and was raised to be able to share the specialness of this place. Yeah, well, we got a lot to uncover, folks. Um, again, you're tuning in to this podcast, Nostalgic Hawaii, um, Songs and Stories with Auntie Vicky Hollinger and Kavika Maguire. Um, we're going to unwrap some of these songs, and it's going to be special because not only are they going to talk about them, but they're going to sing them for you, too. Just a little a little sample of, of the music. But you get to learn about the Mo'olelo, as Kavika talked about. For those of you who don't quite know what Mo'olelo is, that means stories or the history of these of these meles. So let's um let's and Kavika, we're gonna come back to you because I know you got more to talk about in the way of your education. Just a little quick um, a bite of of your your um, college training. You know, what did you get your degree in, and what did you focus on? Well, I was. Uh or I am a product of the University of Hawaii system. Um, I did my undergrad in Hawaiian studies with right. an emphasis on Hawaiian language, and I did my master's as well in Hawaiian studies. Uh, and I was an instructor for many years in a right. community college system in Hawaiian studies. And one of the things that was important to me was to be able to kind of give voice to things that don't always have a choice, a, a choice nor an opportunity to speak for themselves. Yeah. And so I kind of looked at this idea of 
mele and mo'olelo of songs and of story and history. And what I highlighted was the area of Waikiki. Awesome. And how it's not just about the beautiful beaches, which it has, um, or an area where we welcome many visitors from around the world, which is what we do. Right. But that there's a lot of history that's also there and a lot to be uncovered that can be discovered through music. Yeah, yeah. So, And I know you, your family, we're going to turn this over later on to Auntie Vicky because you have a special place. Not only did you learn about Waikiki, but you guys have roots in Waikiki that we're going to talk a little bit about. One of the most quintessential Hawaiian uh, songs about Waikiki is probably Kaimanahila. Um, I think everybody knows that song. So we're going to yes, play a little... Yes, very popular in Japan. They <laughs> love Kaimanahila. And that thing is, an, is, a, is a classic... Uh, before we share with you the music, let's break down a little bit of the story. So give me a, a little a synopsis of what we're going to be listening to. Well, first of all, Kaimanahila is a song about uh, what we call and the world knows as Diamond Head. Um, it was given that Inua Kapa Kapa, that nickname, um, because when Western sailors came, they saw the glistening of what we have here in our natural basalt lava called olivine. And it's a green crystal, but they thought it was diamonds. And so they got excited. They thought, oh, my goodness, we <laughs> struck it rich. And, you know, that's sort of like the popular lore about how that name came to be, a diamond head. But, you know, it has a much older name, which is uh, Le'ahi or Le'ahi. Uh, Le'ahi could be the brow of the ahi fish, this um, mm. this idea of a lay of ahi. But most importantly, because it resembles the, the right. ahi fish. If you look at a, at, a, at a picture of diamond head, folks, if you're at your computer, pull up a picture of of Leahi or Diamond Head and, and see what it looks like, it'll uh, resemble a fish. Yeah. And, you know, the Ahi and Aku, of course, my my father and brother are the fisher men of the family. I can't remember. What, I think it's the yellow. I can't remember the difference. They'll probably be slapping me. But, you know, it, it's a tuna fish. And the idea that when we look at uh, Kaimanahila or Diamond Head within the song, it talks about famous activities that were done um, by our our people. And one of them was enjoying the Kahakai, the ocean. Right. Many famous surf spots there. Uh, probably, also, the most in, probably the most famous surf spot right in the world. Yeah. And also, um, it's an area connected, like you said, to my family because they're at Kapi'olani Park, which was a park dedicated by King Kalakaua uh-huh. in honor of his wife, Kapi'olani. Um, you know... There was a racetrack there, and okay, my see, wait, save that story. Save the story. Mother is going <laughs> to share I wanna that give them, story. I want to give them a little bit of. I don't, I don't want to give it to you all one time, folks. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna string here along. We got we got more to talk about. Um, the name Waikiki. The, the name. What, what does it mean? Well, it means spreading waters, and the reason it uh, is given that name was because of the tremendous amount of fresh water that flows into that area to this day, and it came out of the. Um, valley systems of Manoa and also Makiki and Palolo. And in traditional times, it was very, very productive for our kalo or taro, which was a staple of our Hawaiian diet. Wow, a lot of stuff there, a lot of stuff there. So without further ado, folks, uh, turn up your speakers and take a listen to uh, uh, Auntie Vicky and Kovika doing Kaimanahila. Ikapo 
You guys sound awesome. You can hear that they're related because their voices match up perfectly, right? <laughs> Mother and son. That's a, a, a beautiful song. So, so now, now that you heard the song and you you got a taste of the music, um, l- let's hear a little bit about the mo'olelo. The mo'olelo yes. of Kaimanahila. I so the different verses. Um, Ivaho Mako. What does Ivaho Mako mean? There I was. Wait, last night. Excuse me. Color mine. <laughs> I need to get my maka ani ani, my glasses. As Auntie Vicky is doing that, just to let, give a little plug. If some of you are familiar with Himele Aloha, it's sort of become the Bible of, uh, of Hawaiian music, so to speak, in, in recent years, or actually in the last 20 years. Um, it was widely popular. I think I think I have about five copies because I got gifted a couple, and I know in your cupboard or your friend's cupboard, you're going to find a copy. But Auntie Vicky was one of the people that was instrumental in getting it out. And um, so there's some other things we're going to share about that. But anyway, Auntie Vicky, the story of Kaimanahila. So back to Kaimanahila, yes. So there we were at Diamond Head, and it was raising high above us. And also, of course, we were at Waikiki. And being there at Waikiki, as Kavika said, there were many activities that took place in Waikiki, one of them certainly the surfing. So seeing all the surfers out there on their papahe'enalu, on their boards, and also the third verse, which is very important to my family, is Iwahomako Iga Kapi'olani Paka. And as he said, Kapi'olani Park was a racetrack, and the gentlemen of the day, including uh, King David Kalakaua, would race their surreys there on Sunday afternoons. And right close by to Kapi'olani Park is currently our Waikiki fire station. And right off from the fire station is a one-block street, and it's Hollinger Street, which is Mm. my surname. And the reason it's named Hollinger Street is because that is where my grandfather, Thomas Hollinger, the very first blacksmith in Honolulu had his stables and so it was his privilege and his honor and his livelihood to take care of the horses of all those gentlemen who would ride around including Kalakaua so that is a particular connection for me to How this cool song. is that? Now, he used to make so he used to make the horseshoes. The horseshoes, exactly. So you guys have a kind of a, a blacksmith line in your family. You know, as a matter of fact, and my cousin Clark Abbey um, is a surfer and he developed he, um, grandpa's brand wow. which was a horseshoe and so he has a line of surfboards 
with the horseshoe oh, that is logo so cool. on it, right? Yeah, so that, that was a Hollinger cool. logo. It's like Nike for horses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder the horses ran so fast. <laughs> it all works. Grandpa did his job well. That's terrific. It's too bad we don't have homes over there now. Oh, yeah. You guys must have had land on there, too, if it's, if it's, if it's named after oh, Well, him. yes. As a matter of fact, he had quite a bit of land. But as my father would say, and there were 10 Hollinger boys, and the eldest of whom what became a politician... And he used the land to finance to his, finance his political his endeavors. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so there went the land, and there went the, and there went the kala. At least we still have the street and the story. And the yeah, exactly, and the story. And Kavika, with you, I know in your training and your your you know now we're getting very uh, you know academic, but in his dissertation, it was about place names and particularly Waikiki, right? Is that is that? Tell me a little bit about your your academic work. Well, part of the part of the work that I did was um, again to explore Waikiki, which was always special to our family, and that is you know because as my my mom shared that her grandfather, so my great grandfather, had right. his you know stables there, but that's also a place um, where many of us have learned how to swim. You know, the natatorium, of which, um, you know, I don't remember swimming there, but I know a lot of people uh, up until the, you know, early to mid 70s used to go there and swim. They learned how to swim there. Um, my grandfather, who was um, a fireman, also was a part time lifeguard. And so that goes back to where my grandmother and grandfather actually met. They met awesome. on the beach of Waikiki. Yes. And so. When I looked at what I wanted to focus on, it was being able to kind of connect myself mm -hmm. to this ongoing story, this mo'olelo, which is something that's very indicative to, I think, our people of the Pacific. Right. Is, you know, it's not our story. It's not right. my story. But if I can't connect myself to that story, why am I telling that story? Exactly. I, I actually, you know, from some perspectives, don't have a right to talk about that story. Right, right. But in looking at what I wanted to do, I chose to talk about Waikiki because it's always been a special place um, for us growing up. Of course. You know, and, and going down to the beach over there because... As beautiful as Maunalua Bay is, we don't have, which is East Hub, you know, this East Honolulu district, um, you know, it's not the best place for kids to swim. Yes. You know, Sandy Beach is oh, Waikiki great, is but, you beautiful. know, get big, not, not a good place for Keiki. So Waikiki was our place where we'd grow up, you know, yeah. and that was Safe. the same thing with my, my, my mother and her siblings and her cousins. But that's the reason why I wanted to get into that idea of sharing a mo'olelo to which I am connected. Yes. So that in this idea of becoming a Hawaiian academic, I didn't lose sight of what being Hawaiian was. Awesome. So and now Mele has always helped that. You know, Hawaiian music has always helped me remember that. Yeah. So now bringing bringing it back to our next Mele, because that's that we're paying on homage and, and tribute to not just Hawaiian music, but particularly Waikiki because of the roots. And so of your family, and so we talk about nostalgic Hawaii and those songs and those stories. You guys are the perfect persons to talk about it. What about our next song that we're going to hear? So our next song that we're going to hear is uh, Waikiki Hula, and it's um, kind of credited to 
a traditional as as um, if you look one of our other not only Hemele Aloha but another online resource that many people consult is um, a website called Huapala, mm, and okay. you know it's another great resource. But like any other you know research you do, it's always good to kind of try and check. And if those out there have more information about these songs, it's always great to share them. You know, and so one of the things that that we saw was that it was attributed to. Um, the house of Prince Kuhio, okay. and uh, the name of that was Pualelani. But nice. it talks mostly about uh, Waikiki as a gathering area, which which has always been something for which it was known, um, whether it was because of the cultivation of our, our kalo, our taro, or coming down to the ocean. And so one of the things that is spoke, uh, spoken about in this mele is its fame, its beauty, um, the smell of the lipoa, which is a type of, of seaweed that we have here that's very fragrant, and how the smell, um, you know, kind of wafts in over the, over the breezes. And so it's just describing the beauty of this vahipana, this storied place of Waikiki that's rich and steeped with history. Awesome. You guys are ready to listen to some Hawaiian music? Okay, pick up your, your glass right now. I know you're drinking a margarita or a Cape Cod. Or maybe even a beer. We're going to listen to Waikiki Hula uh, with Auntie Vicky and Kovika Maguire. Here we go. Very good. Um, awesome. Thanks for sharing. Any any more things you want to share about Waikiki, Auntie? I just want to share because um, the name of our entertainment group, yes. Kavika and I, uh-huh. is Naluhoi. And the reason we are Naluhoi is that's my mother's Hawaiian name. Wow. She was Alice Emma Naluhoi. And so we chose that. I forget where we were going to entertain many, many years ago. And someone said, well, what is the name of your group? And I went, ah, uh, we didn't have a name of the group. And I just said, Naluhoi, Naluhoi. And Naluhoi actually was a mantra that was used. I, I since have done some research uh-huh. on it. It was a mantra that was used by the um, paddling warriors, the canoe, the canoe warriors uh-huh. of Kamehameha. Wow. As they traveled down the um, Moku'oke'ave down um, Hawaii Island, and they would they would chant, Naluhoi, Naluhoi, 
When the paddlers now do it, you know, they go one, two, three, and they got 14 huli. Right. But those days it was naluhoi. Nice. So that is who Kavika and I are. That is why. So I you mean. guys got we got we got blacksmith you related to you related, you got canoe paddling, <laughs> boy you guys you got all kind of stuff you related to, academic University of Hawaii you got a whole a whole bunch of stories connected to your family. <laughs> Here we sit in Hawaii Kai. <laughs> <laughs> why Manalo and why Manalo Manalua why Manalo? <laughs> well, that was a you know don't forget folks if if you're tuning in or you want to get more uh, learn more about this fantastic family um look for them on instagram um you can find them at nostalgic hawaii on your instagram um application and if you want to drop them a line drop them a line too because we want to stay in touch with all the folks that are listening to the show um it's been awesome let's let's kind of preview the next show that we're going to have um what do we have up in store for the next uh show of of nostalgic hawaii Ah, oh, I think what we songs, went to What songs are we going we, to uncover? Let's do some Kauai songs because okay. Kauai is our beautiful garden island. And as much as we adore our O'ahu, yes. we love Kauai as well. Right. And so we'd like to do some songs from Kauai. Yeah, what about you, Kavika? Anything else you want to add for any shout outs? You guys want to do some shout outs to people that you want to thank or just recognize who might be listening? Well, first of all, we got to get them to listen, right? So that would be our family, <laughs> oh, our no. mainland family. There you go. Yeah. Where are some of the states they're listening from? Well, my family is primarily in the Bay Area, that second home to oh, us, perfect. San Francisco Bay Area. Hello, Bay Area. Yeah, Aloha. Auntie Valmer's in Novato, and the nieces, my brother's in uh, Walnut Creek. Walnut, I know yeah. Walnut Creek. That's and the home of Long's Drug. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So we have all you know, kinds of Long's nieces Drugs. and nephews in the East Bay and also in Marin County. Oh, Marin, now that's yeah. a nice place. Marin and then County. my goddaughter, my Manulani, lives all the way up north, almost to Oregon. She's still in the state of California, but she is very much a part of the Mount Shasta oh. area. And every time I travel there, it makes me weep to look at that mountain. Right. We all have our mountains. We all right? have our Mauna. We yeah. have our Mauna. We have our Mauna Kea, Mauna Lohaleakala. And in Kaleponi, we have Shasta. Mauna Shasta. Mauna yes. Shasta. And I think in uh, in uh, Alaska, they have Mauna Denali, right? Is there oh, yeah, their Mount big Denali. one? How about you, Kavika? Any 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 shout outs to anybody? Well, uh, did, you know, just my sister. Also, my oldest uh, sibling lives up in Washington State. Mamo, she's up there, and so hey, I'm Mamo, sure that aloha. all of our all of our gang, you know, whether it's family or just those that love Hawaii, that um, we hope that you enjoy this, and we just want to say mahalo to all of you for allowing us to kind of just share some of our mana'o and share some of our stories, our mo'olelo, with all of you, and it's always a pleasure to help these stories live on, especially when it's being able to share with all of you the great experiences um, with which we've been blessed. Awesome. This is Nostalgia Kauai. And the next time you tune into our podcast, we're going to be talking a little bit more about more about Hemele Aloha and some music from Kauai. Uh, don't forget to check out Auntie Vicky and Kavika on their Instagram. Again, it's Nostalgia Kauai. Um, I'm Keola for Vicky Hollinger and Kaviko McGuire, and this is Nostalgic Hawaii. Take care, folks. Aloha. Aloha.